the real sports lounge live. <laughs> Those imposters try to screw up. Well, we have Mario Andretti on. He's yeah, guy, well, you know. You know. Yeah, we're just, we're okay, well, this way, this way we don't have to worry about the break. Oh, yeah, we unfortunately we do. No, that was the first break. We'll have okay. a second break. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like those TV shows where they play the TV team and then they go to commercial break and then they come back with the show. I just yeah, wanted to see if you guys were away. You know, there were shows that did that. And then oh. they'd have what we used to call in the house. Can we stay up for the little part? Because they'd have a little commercial. Remember, Rick? And then they'd have the, yeah. like a, yeah. a thirty-second thing at the end of the show. You know, just a little uh, wrap-up. It falls under okay. the, this happens. <laughs> and that was the, the Rick I referred to, who was still not in the in our promo yet. Is Rick Swan, and uh, he's got a special panel uh, presentation today that the rest of the panel here doesn't know about. But anyway, we're here for show number one sixty-eight. It is Tuesday. The 9th of November, 2021, and when it's Tuesday, the 9th of November, I always think back to the big blackout in 1965 in the Northeast, except in Braintree, Massachusetts, because we had our own power company. And Rick, you said you remembered uh, you were, your food was already cooked anyway before the blackout. Yeah, I was eating American chops a week for supper, and then the lights went out. Yeah. That's a good with a lot of salt, because especially if your father <laughs> made it, I know that. So anyway, all right. So, uh, but we always think of that. So, if uh, if uh, history repeats itself, it'd be around five thirty, and we'll all be out of here. Rick and I will, anyway. Okay. So uh, the agenda, of course, we have our uh, panel. Then we run through our guests. Only got five this week, and uh, then we have and with some interesting ones as always. Then the NFL, and then we, we're changing things up a little bit because baseball is over. So then we're going to go to college football, and then college basketball. It's, up maybe a little higher than it would be normally, but tonight's opening night. And plenty of games. If you listen to that XM schedule, there's a bunch of stuff going on tonight. Then we'll do baseball and uh, the wrap-up of the World Series and some of the off-season stuff that started. The NBA. Uh, then we've got uh, the NHL. And we have uh, boxing. And we have uh, me- a couple of media things and racing. So anyway, that's what we're going to have. So we'll go through our panel and then we'll get, get on with the rest of it. So my panel is basically Aaron Rodgers. He just drove me crazy with this whole thing. And I also wanted to see if we can get some updates and some clarity because I don't know if anything's really happened with this. Uh, but uh, my problem is, you know, he blamed the media for not asking him if he was vaccinated. Because he, he said he had immunity and nobody followed up. Now, Perry and I said, and I think we were on here saying it last week, that they should have, but they didn't. And so... Here he was being treated as a vaccinated player. He was meeting with the media. He was doing all the things, I suppose, going out on the road, doing everything else that a vaccinated player would do because he was claiming that his bogus treatment or whatever he thinks was going to work was going to work. And, of course, it didn't work. And now he's uh, he is being treated as a vaccinated player. I think he has to be out till what, this coming Saturday? Is that the Saturday. case? Yeah. 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 And is he going to play At Sunday? Well, it depends. I mean... It, you have to be able to release Saturday, but that depends on getting negative tests and so Yeah. So uh, the question according, is, the question is, okay, well, let me ask a question, and then maybe you've got the answer, Robert, or somebody okay. else. Uh, the question I have is, what is the NFL doing about this? The Packers seem to pass him off as being vaccinated. Either they're in trouble for passing him off as being vaccinated, and they should be fined fine big time, you know, just like the Titans were last year for not following protocols. Or the NFL is in major trouble for, well, he's such a big star, we're going to pretend that he's vaccinated even though we know he isn't. So what were you going to say, Robert? Uh, According to a press release that I saw this morning, he will be back on Saturday, but um, 
the coach doesn't think he's going to play on Sunday. It looks like okay. it'll be Jordan uh, that, Love. That may, that may have changed there, saying there is a chance he will play on Sunday. Okay, thank hey, you, They Perry, looked at the films. You know how the coaches is, always look that, at the films? Yeah, they looked at the about, films of Jordan Love, and they okay. said, yeah. you know, he's going to play <laughs> <on> <laughs> <this>. <laughs> yeah. And, and by, the, by the way, we are, we are clear now. Yeah, okay. Oh, and, okay. And, and if you're one of the other unvaccinated players now, you know, we cannot, we're not getting into debate on, you know, all that, but if you're no. one of the other unvaccinated players, are you going to go, wait a minute, I'm unvaccinated, I have to go through these protocols, I'm making yeah. that choice, but he is unvaccinated, and he got to get away with it, you know, I'm right. a little upset. Well, and right? it, I, I, they said yesterday, too, by the way, the NFL did know it. Yeah. And they're investigating, but you can't tell me that the NFL didn't know that he was sitting, standing up there doing press conferences mm, and they sure did. without a mask on. Right. Of course they did. So the so NFL, that's the NFL knew it, and the Packers knew it. But today, yeah. I guess he's upset that people are questioning him. I guess I look at it this way: he should have, he should have just been honest. He's an entitled jerk, is what he is. If he's questioning that, I mean, how can he? You know, everybody else. The whole Players Association, of course, they won't do it because he's a big star like in any other sport, but they should be filing something about this, a grievance against the NFL on behalf of their unvaccinated players. He's one of people that think they know better than everybody else. Does he have a mental... He should be the Jeopardy host, you know? Hold hold on, go ahead, Bill. Uh, does he have a mental problem that he doesn't realize that if all the players that are not vaccinated are up there wearing their mask and conducting their interviews and he's just going about his business? Can he not reason? Can he not figure out? Is there... I, I, I believe the NFL should be responsible, but I also believe... The Packers should come down on big time, and most of all, they should come down on him. On him. Correct. And there are are others who are unvaccinated. I mean, we know that um, Carson Wentz is unvaccinated. He's going by the rules. Kirk Cousins is going by the rules. Zach Wilson is going by the rules. And I'm sure there are others, but those are just the ones we know. Right. Yeah, and David McDaniels for the Giants, who, who had a pick six this week. Nobody knew he was unvaccinated until this week, when, but because he had the pick six, he did the press conference after the after but he the had game, to do it he had virtually, yeah. On. yeah, right. Okay, yeah, but at least they're following the rules. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. And, I mean, I'm but, not saying they shouldn't be vaccinated. I think it's too bad they're not and all that, but uh, at least they're following. Yeah, they're following the protocol. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a mental thing at all with him. I think it's a. He's. You got to remember, this is the same guy. He broke up with whoever, whatever, uh, not Danica, but one of the others he was dating, and he went and trashed that person. He disowned his family because, you know, he he has nothing to do with his family. He's like, I, look at me. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm better than you. Yeah. Basically, he's thin. Basically, I mean, let's let's be very quick with this. He's thin-skinned. Let's put it that way. And he's well, an entitled jerk. Sean, I live an hour away from where he was born and raised. We get stories about him on our local news all the time because of damage he tries to cause with his family. He still tries to cause trouble with his yeah. family. His yeah. mom and his mom and dad are, are uh, practicing physicians here in the local area. 
He tries to destroy their medical practice all the time. He, he's just a royal. I've jerk. heard that. I've, I, yeah, that was part of the thing with not just disowning his family. But anyway, let's by, by the way, in another thing, just coming across the wire, Odell Beckham goes unclaimed. He is now an unrestricted okay. free agent. No, unrestricted. Yeah. But one and of the, the things uh, that actually kind of goes with him is, you know what, he, he, and those of you who listen to Packers games know that he is called Erod. Yeah, Erod makes sense now. Erod. More than it ever did A-Rod, A-Rod, I'm sorry, I screwed that up, yeah, because of E-Rod, but anyway, so that's my panel thing. E would mean, Chris, that he's a, you know, the Aaron with an E would mean he would be a girl. That's correct. (laughs) Maybe maybe that's another issue we'll find out about later. Well, you never know. Well, on to Rick, and this is going to be good, guys, you're going to enjoy this. (laughs) Okay, all right, first, before we get to that, a couple of quick things. Um, I just heard that, uh, I don't pay much attention to MOS, but... um, our, our team here in Boston, who said I guess all kinds of records for the regular season this year, they they had their last regular season game Sunday. They just announced where their, when their first playoff game is going to be. Did you hear when that was, Chris? Three weeks from now. Happy birthday! Oh. Right on your birthday. Right on my birthday. <laughs> there you go. Three they're weeks from today. Yeah. Twenty-three yeah, days between the last game and the first playoff. Game. Yeah, wow. they're taking Crazy. a break between. I don't know why they're taking a break in. Do they have buys? December. Yeah. They're, well, they're already yeah, in they the, court, the semifinals for the Eastern Conference. Um, well, there's also international soccer play that some of their players may be may have, they yeah, may that's have to that so, do so that's yeah. part of it. And all I know is we don't have to. We are expansion team here. We didn't have to worry about the playoffs. Right. <laughs> and, and we don't have and we don't have one. Yeah. Anyway, go and, ahead. And, Rick. Um, the other thing is, I just with, with um, Veterans Day coming up Thursday, I want to give a big shout out and a thank you for all the men and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice, yep. so we can sit around and talk about this stupid stuff. Absolutely, right. I, I, you know, big appreciation there. Okay, this presentation Chris was talking about, he had mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I talking about the old AFL. I wonder, you know, the eight teams there, how they stacked up against each other. So I went back and I, I checked every team's record. Year by year, and I from sixty to sixty nine, which was the life of the NFL, uh, the AFL. I um, wrote down their records, and then I added them up for the decade and see what kind of um, in, in order, which, you know, which team did better than other teams. Um, I hope, this is, <laughs> Chris. I know you're finding this interesting. I assume Bill is too. The rest of you guys, are kind of young whippersnappers. Like, <laughs> I don't know how much you're going to get out of this, but we'll see. Um, I was. Chris was cross was a huge AFL fan with the Boston Patriots. I was a New York Giants fan, so more of an NFL team. I was one of those guys that used to say, "Well, the, the AFL will never, you know, won't win a Super Bowl for ten, fifteen years." <laughs> but but I watched them after the Giants game every Sunday. The AFL and it was an exciting league. I'll tell you that they, they were just oh, yeah. wide open. We had okay, Patriots going, highlights on Saturday mornings too. Yeah, that was yeah. Cool. going from worst to, to best uh, in eighth place, the Denver Broncos, and I mean by a mile, by a mile, mile high stadium, they were terrible. <laughs> they were. In the decade, there were 39, 97, and 4. They had one season that was 7 and 7. The rest of their seasons, they didn't have a season better than 5 wins. The next, um, the next four teams are fairly close. In seventh place was your Boston Patriots. Okay. Six, 63, 68, and they were the king of ties. Nine ties. <laughs> wow. Uh, in sixth place was the Buffalo Bills. 65, 69, and 6. In fifth place, the Houston Oilers. 70, 66, and 4. In uh, fourth place, the New York Titans slash Jets, 69, 65, and 6. In third place, the Oakland Raiders, 77 wins, 58 losses, 5 ties. There we go. And then the top two were very close. The Los Angeles slash San Diego Chargers, 86, 48, and 6. And the 
Dallas Texans slash Kansas City Chiefs, 87-48-5. Wow. Yeah, of course, half Cincinnati a, half a and Miami, difference. And of course, Cincinnati and Miami came in a few years later. Yeah, we just yeah Cincinnati was 68 and yeah. Miami was 66, so we didn't count yeah, them. Right. So yeah, my dad... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. My dad, part of the reason we watched a lot more AFC games was because he was an AFL fan because, like I said, you got one NFL game, but you got the doubleheader yeah. in the AFL. You got an East and a West game. So he, he's like, hey, I get two two games instead of just one. So he watched more and you know. Yeah, no, it's weird because I was thinking about the, the all the old AF play, AFL players I used to like to watch. I'm thinking of like Paul Lowe, Keith Lincoln, yep. John Hado, and, and and I'm thinking, wait a minute, they're all Western Division teams. So, of course, because I, I was turning on or after the Giants and watching the 4 o'clock game. You know? Yeah, although the way they played, everybody played everybody twice. So it didn't matter. You you uh, you know, when the Patriots had a 14-game se- a season, they'd play everybody twice because there were seven other teams. So basically, you, you'd see the Patriots three or four times on those 4 o'clock games from Houston or the West Coast or whatever, so uh, Patriots did get on a fair, you know, a lot of their road games got on regular TV at 4 o'clock, and they'd be the national game or whatever. <coughs> so now, now to one of those young whippersnappers, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, too, would like to uh, shout out to the veterans. My dad was in the military, so uh, obviously, you know, that means a lot, and, uh, you know, with him and all, and of course, he's no longer with us, but <clears throat> uh, that I, I, too, will shout out to the veterans. Football, of course, here in our state, well, Iowa's in the crowded Big Ten West, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, <laughs> Purdue, they're all just kind of fighting it out for probably whoever is going to play in the championship game against whoever wins the East, and we'll see how that all works itself out. But um, Iowa State, they had a nice win over Texas this weekend, and, and but the, their schedule is yeah. going to get tough, too. They have they still have Oklahoma uh, to come yet, so their, their schedule is still going to get tougher. Uh, Northern Iowa, I give them credit for two weeks in a row. Then they go to Illinois State and lose in overtime, so, uh, you know, that didn't work too well. But, hey, basketball starts today. All of our Iowa teams are in action today. The Iowa State women got an early morning win. They played at 11 o'clock this morning, and everybody else plays later this afternoon or this evening. Interesting. There's 80-something games, I think. Yeah. 80-something college basketball games. And we'll get to the big ones later on, but um, we have our high school semifinals this week. That's always big in this state football. Well, football's big everywhere, so that's going on this week. So lots going on around here in the state of Iowa, and uh, I think Bill is probably trying to get his cable working, right, Bill? Yeah, the cables will get that fixed eventually, uh, just because they made it have laryngitis. It's no longer talking, but <laughs> we'll get that fixed eventually. But when it works, I think you would agree, though, Bill. When it when that speech works on there, it really does. Oh, it makes all the difference in the world. But when you talk to the the technician and they say, yeah, "Read the screen," and you tell them, "No, read the screen." Now look. You know, so, but anyway, that's another story. Well, we've got college basketball. Indiana's checked out on college basketball. I want to give a shout out to Purdue, and I don't usually go for them too much, but they played a good game, beat Michigan State, and they're up and down. 
and thumbs down on my Reds, who are, I think they must be CincinnatiEbay.com. They're trying to <laughs> unload anything and everything. So, but if they weren't so blatant about it, you know, it's it's one thing to say, you know, we're repos- we're doing whatever, but well, we've got to save money, and we got so we've got this player, and then you you keep doing that, and then you you lower the value of these players when you say you're putting them out there to sell them or to trade them or whatever that case may be. I think. I think uh, they need to take a page from the NFL playlist in in some ways because the NFL requires their teams to spend so much money of their cap money, or I believe they do. And but, that may wind up in the CBA. Right, because that's that's – and my feeling is, if it's, well, it's a matter of – if if your franchise is worth over a billion dollars, then maybe it's time you sell that if you don't have the operating cash to run your team in an efficient manner. But that's what I got to say. A lot of streaming going on, a lot of good basketball, football, and we'll talk more about the Colts later. Robert, I'm sure you've got a lot of stuff out there in Northern California. Yes, Bill. Uh, well, uh, we're getting uh, rain, which is something we desperately need, and we've been getting rain for quite a while now, so uh, hopefully our drought will officially come to an end soon. And as far as sports, well, if you think you have Cincinnati.com, well, Cincinnati.com can join Oakland.com. The A's are pretty much going to unload everybody that makes any kind of money. Uh, that's why Bob Melvin left. Uh I'm going to be rooting for a minor league team this year because by the time uh, the baseball season starts, when it actually starts, uh, I might be full of um, it might be full of a bunch of no names, and of course uh, nobody will nobody will show up to the games because they're they're desperately trying to get relocated anyway. So then the I can owner already... can say he's got to relocate because nobody shows up. Exactly, yeah, and, that's what they'll do. And they're and they're uh, desperately working on a deal with Las Vegas, so. I think it's going to be the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Athletics pretty soon. So what can I say? Football, well, Rick, uh, he had a good day on Sunday. Me, not not so much. Uh, although I kind of expected that it might turn out this way with all the events that had been going on uh, with the last week. And, of course, there's more Raider, Raiders news, and we'll talk about it when we get to the NFL. So, uh, luckily, my basketball team has the best record in the NBA, so they do. Uh, I'm enjoying that. And the Sharks aren't doing too badly, so I have nothing to complain about. Let's go to Austin, Texas. And I'm sure things are better there. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless oh, yeah, you want to talk Texas football. Yeah. So yeah, not to, but we've got high school football playoffs starting this this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for round one. So you know, here starting this week because with the state championships are all the week, the Saturday, the weekend before Christmas, not you know this that weekend before. So that was them at Jerry World, but kind of a kind of historic beginning of kind of the end of an era today here in Austin. Uh, we're starting the last season of the Frank Irwin Center, which is being torn down for the expansion of the UT 
Medical Center, so they built it. They're building a new arena that opens in April with the George Strait and Willie Nelson concert. But they're the end of it, and they're having an old fashioned. You don't see this in college football too often, where you have the women's game right before the men's game. You mean college home. basketball? Basketball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, college basketball. You don't. Yeah, college basketball. Definitely don't, don't see it in women's uh, football. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm at college basketball, but and they're hyped up because you know the women's team was pretty good last year, and then Chris Beard. Everybody's really excited about him coming in with the men's team. You know, with Final Four with Texas Tech, so, I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, you know, that part's going well. I like the football team, and no monkeys, no monkey business. Oh well, there was monkey business on the field Saturday, but no, no off the field monkey business this week in football. But anyway, uh, if you want to talk about anything besides monkey business, uh, remember, any time throughout the week, you can leave us a message at seven seven three five seven two seven seven one five or. Go to 800-693-0595, option number two. Say it's for Sports Lounge Live. Or email us, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. And breaking news stories that come up throughout the week, go over to 712-432-3642, board nine for Sports Lounge board. And the schedules are on board 13. So now let's get on find out who died this week. Well, well, okay. Only five people, but one of them is very interesting. Yeah, they're all interesting in their own way. Uh, the first one, just because he's here and at the top of the list, uh, even though he's the last one in, Mike Pitts, defensive lineman. He was 61 years old. He played college at Alabama. He was the 16th pick in the uh, 1983 draft by the Falcons. Played with Atlanta from 83 through 86, Philadelphia 87 <laughs> through 92, and the Patriots 93 and 94. He had one interception, 15 recovered fumbles with one touchdown of those, and 48.5 sacks. Now, I don't know why, but we don't usually get sack stats from uh, David USF on on these linebackers and and end so and defensive uh, tackles. So I don't know, but uh, it, it, that's kind of cool when we do. But the interesting one to me and brings back a lot of memories and uh, to me and Rick, we were talking about this. Tom Maddy, eighty two years old, and uh, they called him the garbage can because he just uh, ran, he just knocked everybody down, just ran right up the middle and and uh, just didn't uh, take any any backseat to anybody. He was seventh pick in 61 by the Baltimore Colts, played for the Colts from 61 through 72. He had 4,646 yards in uh, rushing and 54 rushing touchdowns, 2869 for receiving yards and 12 receiving touchdowns. And he was a quarterback. As a quarterback, he had 246 yards and two touchdowns. He was in the Pro Bowl in 68 and 69 and out after two games in the 70 season, but got a uh, a Super Bowl ring for the 70-71 uh, uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, uh, what, five. And then uh, they were the NFL champs in 1968. He was the color uh, analyst for CBS from 76 through 78. And then from 96 through 05, when the Ravens came to town, he was their color guy with Scott Garceau on Ravens Radio. And then uh, and he filled in for Johnny Unitas and Gary Quazzo. And this is an interesting story. So what happened was the Colts were going along a really good team and fighting the Packers for the top spot in the Western. It was called the conference at that time, Western and Eastern conferences. And so uh, John Unitas got hurt. And about two weeks later, and Gary Quazzo came in and had a good game, I remember. And then he got hurt. So then it was up to Tom Maddy, who had been a quarterback at Ohio State. He was a running quarterback in Ohio State, the three yards in a crowd, cloud of dust, Woody Hayes, all that stuff. So he came in, and he had plays on his wristband. He had to beat the Rams, and, and he did that on the last game of the season to get into a tie with the Packers. I don't know whether they had to uh, lose to get in or, or they both won. Either way, that brought them to a, a day-after-Christmas playoff game, which was cool. And, uh, you know, because Christmas was the same 65 we just talked about. 
about it with the blackout, same days of the week. So as you know, day after Christmas will be Sunday. And of course, we'll still be in the regular season. But they had a playoff game in Green Bay and uh, the Colts uh, lost it. The Packers went 13 to 10 in overtime. And there was a disputed field goal in that game. The, the Colts still maintain to this day that that field goal should not have been ruled good. I don't know, Rick, you saw it on TV. I know they had replays to a certain degree, but you've probably seen it on NFL films. What do, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's hard. To, and this, you know, I think it, the goalposts were a lot shorter back then, and it went over the post. And I, oh. that, that, that might have been that might have been the um, the impetus to, to to make the goalpost taller. Yeah, it's really a judgment call. I mean, I remember all these people trying to do graphics for drawing a line from the end of the goalpost up to see if it was and made it look like it was no good, you know, but who knows? Yeah. Now, was it was that also wasn't there also an issue with fog that day? Wasn't there some bad weather involved or, or visibility? I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't the fog. You know, we know about the, the Bears the and the Eagles and the yeah, fog wall, yeah. but I, I thought that might have been something. But anyway, <clears throat> the Packers ended up winning it in overtime and then went on and beat the Browns in the championship game. That was the last year uh, before – let's see. Yeah, that was the last year before the Super Bowl. So it was just the NFL championship, AFL championships at that time. So that was it. So uh, uh, Tom Matty uh, was beloved by Ravens fans. You know, I mean, any who didn't know him, of course, he did the radio for the Ravens. And, and uh, so he, he uh, was involved with both organizations. So, okay, Warren Powers, 80 years old. Uh, he played college at Nebraska. He was a o- Oakland uh, Raiders defensive back. Uh, he was in Nebraska from 60 through 62, the Raiders, 63 through 68. Uh, he was uh, he won the AFL championship in 67, 22 interceptions and two touchdowns from them and one recovery. And then... Uh, and then he was the Nebraska defensive back coach from 69 through 76 and Washington State head from 77. Then the Missouri head coach from 78 through 84. He was bowl, uh, won three and lost two in bowl games with Missouri. Overall, his coaching record was 53, 37, and three. And uh, coach of the year in 78 and uh, died of Alzheimer's disease. Then we move to... Uh, Charlie Burns, 85 years old. He, uh, he was a center in the NHL. Played for the Red Wings, 58 through and 59. The Bruins, 59 through 63. Then he went to the uh, WHL, and back then there was the Western Hockey League. Played for the San Francisco Seals, 63 through 66. And the California, they changed it to the California, uh, not Seal. Yeah, it was the Seal. And then yes, they it changed was. It, yeah. And then they changed it 66, 67. And they were called California. Leading in, I think they knew that the uh, Oakland was going to take that name. They were the Seal. He started with them in 67 through 68. So went there in the expansion. Then uh, Pittsburgh, uh, 68 through 69, Minnesota. 69 through 73, and then uh, New Haven in the AHL, 73-74. In the 106 goals in the NHL, 198 assists for 304 points. And then he has the head of the Minnesota, then the last uh, North Stars, last 44 games in 69-70, and the last 42 games in 74-75. This coaching record was not good, 22-50 and 14. And then uh, Pedro Feliciano, 45 years old, he's from Puerto Rico, and he was known as Perpetual Pedro. He was uh, pitched for the Mets from 02 through 04, and then again from 06 through 10, and then back again 13. He was 22 and 21, 3.33 ERA, and 350 strikeouts, and four saves. And he died after uh, jet skiing last Sunday, and he had uh, was diagnosed with a hole in his heart in about 2013. May that may have been a, a, a a, an issue so that's and that is uh let's say i think that's it for um let's my, uh, before we go to break let's sneak jerry in here real quick jerry go ahead and unmute and we'll sneak you in before the break all right 
He's really sneaking. We can't even hear him. And we can't uh, even hear uh, him. He's working. Yeah. Hello, Jerry. Okay. Well, let's then let's go to break and we'll come back and start the NFL. Okay. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow, right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We are back. Jerry's unmuted now. So, Jerry, it's your lucky day. You get a second chance. Go ahead, Jerry. I think he's... Oh. Let's see. Jerry, Jerry, where are you, Jerry? Come on, Jerry. Let's go. Well, he's unmuted, so maybe he's muted. Maybe his phone is muted. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, so well. Jerry, oh. going once. Jerry, going twice. Let's go Larry ahead and start Glicky, the NFL. As, uh, Larry Glick used to say. Okay, well, we'll I'm sure he'll be back, and we'll, we'll try to get him in again. Okay, okay. so we have the NFL scores, and uh, we can talk about these games. And we had, uh, uh, you know, what was it, uh, five Super Bowl matchups, and the only one that came out the same way was the Patriots beating Carolina. In the first one, we had the Colts. This time they beat the Jets 45-30, to 30, and uh, it was 42-10 to 10 at one point, basically the the uh, – I think the Colts kind of let up, and uh, you know, and Mike White got hurt, who had had such a great game the week before for the Jets, and they beat Cincinnati. So I don't know. Is he supposed to come back this week? Uh, that's it? what I hear, but yeah. it, I it's still questionable. Now they're yeah, now they're hemming and hawing about whether Zach Wilson is healthy and what's going to happen if he's healthy, and that right. nobody's guaranteeing either thing. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Salah had said that uh, you know it wasn't necessarily true that Wilson would get the start when he came back because White had played so well in the other game. But he but said then, yesterday. Somebody asked him yesterday if, if Wilson is is completely healthy, will he play? And he said yes. But then they had, But then he said, but. You know, you got to be sure that he's completely healthy. Uh, (laughs) Okay, whatever. All right. Well, here was a surprise. Even the victory, but by this much, Cleveland beat Cincinnati 41 to 16. And uh, Chubb ran for 137 yards and two touchdowns. And, uh, you know, it was just amazing. They just pulled away from him, and the, the Bengals never really got going. 
Well, you no. know what that is, huh? That's that's the OBG fact, OBJ factor. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's just your attraction. He's, that's right. That's I right. Mean, Rayfield looked great the first three, four games of the season. Beckham come back. He looked awful. He left this week, and and they. Cleveland look great again. Why is it working? And, as, and as we just and as we just reported a little while ago, remember he has now cleared waivers, so he is an unrestricted free agent. And there are some horrible rumors that he uh, could come here, but uh, no. You know, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the rumor I keep hearing is he's going to head to Seattle, but we'll see. Right, yeah, yeah. I heard I guess, Seattle, okay. New Orleans. I heard that Seattle, okay. San Francisco, Francisco, maybe. So everybody always scares each every, each other around yeah. here with these rumors about these people. And, but of course, it turned out to be true with Antonio Brown. I think after that. They just figure after Antonio Brown, anything <laughs> could happen. But the thing is, why, why hasn't this helped the Giants the last two years, uh, Rick? <laughs> they need more help than that. I guess Dave, so. Dave Gettleman, Dave Gettleman has got to go. That That's the problem oh, yeah. in New York. He's gone. Another Super Bowl. This this was, I don't know, there's a, a lot of candidates for the weirdest game or the most surprising game. This is, as Ray Scott used to say, here's a surprise. You know, he used <laughs> to give these scores during the that 4 o'clock game. Denver beat Dallas 30 to 16. 30 to nothing they had the lead. Yeah. How did this happen? I don't, I don't know. know. Scott was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was I think, I, th- I think my only my only thing is it was just a weird week in the NFL. Right. I can yeah. think that's the only thing you could come up with. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But uh you know 20 you know amazing. Okay. Now here's a game that you know Miami beat Houston 17 to 9 even though Tua was out uh but uh you know, Houston is is really bad, and and Taylor did it's come Houston. back, but you know yeah. they're they're Houston, yeah. but Miami's still Miami, so they've only got two wins, but they did win it, and uh, you know whatever they could have himself. had one of those Tom Maddy type situations there because Bousset was the only healthy quarterback on the roster. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Then we've got Atlanta beat New Orleans twenty seven twenty five. Now you figure that's a little more realistic because. You got Simeon, but I guess Simeon didn't play that badly. Hill did play some. I didn't really follow that game real closely. I know Simeon had a, I think he had a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. And but Young Waiku won his third uh, game with a field goal for the Atlanta this year. That's pretty amazing. But uh, so yeah. I'm going to run down when we do the standings. Now it's getting to be time of the year that we can start talking a little bit about wild cards. So I'm, I'm just going to throw in the records and and uh, you know Atlanta <laughs> yeah, right is kind now of in the, in the mix. Playoffs, yeah, yeah, I, I think they would be. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. you know, it's 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 crazy. You know, because the east is so the east and the north are so bad that you know. Oh, it's you're crazy. Beating. I mean, the, you know, the the AFC is all jumbled up in the middle. Yeah, the NFC yeah. has has teams way at the top and way at the bottom, and there's not much in the middle. Yeah. yeah. The Giants beat uh, the Raiders twenty three sixteen. Robert and Rick have at it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, Rick, uh, you can go first, and I'll make my comments. Well. I mean, I don't. I'm not putting your team down, but I didn't think the Giants played that. It was a bad game. I don't think the Giants. Well, they they ran the ball a lot, and it was just a boring game. They only threw the ball 20 times in the whole game, but um, and and the Raiders actually, you know, had the better of the play on the field. They just uh, the Giants shut them down in the red zone. Uh, I I think they were emotionally not ready to play with everything going on uh, throughout the week with. Uh, Henry Ruggs and the whole uh, the, the whole uh, you know black cloud uh, yeah. considering that um, and I found out I guess the buys have been around for 19 seasons I didn't realize this but I found out the Raiders are 3 and 16 coming off of the buy yeah. and if I you know that's a good betting tip for next year when the Raiders yeah. have their buy you make sure you go you go against them yeah, okay. um 
But I, I think with all the emotions going on with the John Gruden situation and then Ruggs getting involved in a car accident, actually killing somebody, and, and uh, you know, the Raiders have to release him and stuff like that. And there's more Raiders news, and we'll get to it later. But uh, the Raiders have just had one of these weird years. Uh, they're, you know, they're not doing bad. They're still 5-3. and three. They're doing real well. <laughs> That whole division is is tight now, and yes, they all have half the game. Yep. It, 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 now we always we always like yeah. to have fun. Who last yeah. week told us they're going to be the Giants? They're going to well, beat the Chiefs, and then they're going to be. No, I, I said I said that a couple weeks ago, and then all the runs things happened. So once that happened, I you know I knew that uh, you know why, that was why not, it happened. Robert isn't the big deal. The big yeah. deal is you know we're going to ha- we're going to yeah, harass right. you because it oh, did I, happen. Absolutely. I deserve it. You know, I deserve it. So, all right. All right. The Patriots were the only one to win their their Super Bowl rematch that had won the original Super Bowl. They beat Carolina 24-6. And it's all about Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah. Three interceptions as a damn they probably call him in Carolina nowadays. Three interceptions in this game. He's in Patriots games over the years. I think it's five, four or five games. I don't know. Because, of course, he's with the Jets. One touchdown and nine interceptions. In uh, you know, so this is amazing. Uh, Belichick has his, he heard ghosts or saw ghosts or whatever he did. Yeah. They went to Cal- Carolina too, and uh, one of them was a pick six by yeah. uh, J.C. Jackson. And uh, you know, the Patriots just methodically, you know, they started off a little slow, but they they you know they had enough to beat Carolina, that's for sure. And here's the thing: Carolina has already announced they are picking up the option on Darnold for next year. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, they, now, matter of fact, they did that as soon as the trade was made. Yeah, as soon as they traded, yeah. yeah. Now, here's uh, right up there with the Dallas game is this one. Jacksonville beat Buffalo 9-6. to <laughs> Now, I don't understand this at all. There were no touchdowns in this game. Buffalo. Josh Allen intercepted Josh Allen. He no, did. he sacked yes. Josh yeah. Allen. And he, he, oh, he, he did both. And he also <laughs> he did both. Buffalo with Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is the first time I heard that uh, somebody with the same name as the quarterback yeah. had played since uh, what was it? Uh, Todd Collins played for the Patriots and uh, yeah. for Buffalo as quarterback in the, uh, on the defense of the Patriots. But it's the first time ever that a quarterback has been sacked by a player with the same name. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, but it, it's like you know, amazing. But the Buffalo offense did this last year. They went away in the middle of the season. Remember when they had all the, they did have COVID trouble, but remember they lost that game to Tennessee and they lost that game to Kansas City and all yeah, that stuff. You know, so, you know, I don't I've know. I've been thinking that the Buffalo's one of the top teams, but then you go back and look at it. And one of the reasons we were thinking that is because they went in on a, I think it was Sunday night or a Monday night. They went into Kansas City and won by like 17 points. Right. But now, yep. how much does that mean the way Kansas City looks? That's there right. Are, there yep. are other wins, uh, two against Miami, one against Houston, and one against Washington. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. And when we read the standings, you'll see the Patriots only half a game. All the people in the, you know, because everybody in the AFC East, except Patriots fans, wants the Patriots to lose. And, well, at least they didn't win it last year. Finally, somebody else won the division. Well, they're only half a game out now. So, anyway, Minnesota beat Baltimore 34-31 to in overtime. No, Baltimore, no, Baltimore beat Minnesota. Minnesota. Baltimore. Sorry, I wrote it down right. I was stupid. Baltimore beat Minnesota 34-31. And, you know, this was it. When you looked at all these early games and you said, okay, Dallas is way behind. You know, uh, these different ones are way behind these home teams or whatever. You said, but there's Minnesota and Baltimore comes back and Minnesota blows leads and they had a 24 to 10 lead. And, you know, this is, and they got the uh, 
touchdown at the beginning of the second half with a kickoff return to make it 24 to 10. And it's just like, you know, that that was not surprising that the Ravens came back and won that game. Well, and when the Ravens get the ball in, in the overtime like that, when it's, um, you know, the next team to score wins, boy, you, you you know you basically have to get the ball maybe the 35-yard line and, and, and it's over. Yeah, if not less than that with the 60, what, what was that kick the other day? 66, 66 yards. 66, yeah. So there you go. The Chargers beat the Eagles 27-24. Uh, I know Jerry commented, and he's right. It was a good game. Uh, you know, they, the Eagles uh, played a lot better. than We've seen them horrible a couple of times this year. But they really played, you know, I think they got something out of that Detroit uh, victory. Obviously, they, the Chargers are a better team, and it would, it would be hard to win that one. But they, they did play a lot better. And, uh, you know, they did a lot of running. I didn't see a team run as much as the Eagles in a long time. Well, that was the same that we when they beat Detroit. They had like four or five rushing touchdowns in that game. Yeah, and and you know Hertz runs half the time. Yeah, so oh, yeah. you know, like Jackson, like Lamar Jackson, he runs most of the time or half the time. And, and the Chargers, and you know what, the Chargers had a fill-in announcer the other day, and he was—I thought he was better than the regular announcer. I'm sure he was. <laughs> you know, I don't know who it was, but he was better than the regular. <laughs> If, if that, oh boy, you know, they should have hired all those just different things they should have done. They, they, that guy, what's his name, uh, Larry Kahn, they should have hired him because he's excellent. You know, the guy that does USA and he's from, he's based on LA, USA football, whatever that, that network or compass, whatever he is, whoever it is. USA, and then they had Josh Yeah, they should have hired him. They had Josh Lewin and they got rid of him. Yeah, they did. That was ridiculous. Um, you know, so associated with San Diego, right? Like he's associated with anything. He's lived everywhere, done every team in the in baseball and football. Kansas City beat Green Bay thirteen to seven in their Super Bowl matchup. And, and the thing is, Jordan Love, as, as we said, maybe they will play Rodgers because they got to look at the, those films like they always do. And Jordan Love was not good. He did not look good, and neither did Mahomes. Mike, neither did Mahomes. No, I don't understand that at all. He looks awful. And Matt yeah. LaFleur said he was accepting responsibility for Jordan Love. It's like, that's all well and good, but the guy the guy's either going to have to play or not. And yeah. I mean, he yeah. played on Sunday, and, and, you know, to be totally frankly honest with you, he looked terrible. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Um, the one that shocks me is the Kansas City Chiefs. Their defense looks like a sieve. I, and Patrick Mahomes, he he signed that big, what is it, 12-year, $500 million contract. And, he got and, paid and got lazy. And it's almost like, uh, okay, I don't have to do anything now. And he looks absolutely pathetic. It's, yeah. You know. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't see, I don't see how this could make that much of a difference. But I've heard people say that they just don't look like the same team ever since the incident with Andy Reid's son and the accident. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Now, one thing that, and I didn't realize, I'd forgotten that Mayfield was going to be hurt. So one thing that everybody on the Sunday morning shows was sure of, all the ones I heard on FAN and everywhere, was sure that San Francisco was going to beat Arizona. But Arizona beat San Francisco 31-7. Oh, it was McCoy. Yeah. McCoy. Oh, Murray was going to be hurt. Yeah, yeah, you said Mayfield, yeah. yeah. You said Mayfield. Oh, Mayo, I'm sorry. Mayo, yeah, Murray, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but the th- yeah, no, the thing is, everybody was so sure, and, mm. you know, they, they well, just totally did not happen. Told McCoy yeah, they were missing career. Go ahead, yeah, missing Green and Hopkins, and on the first running play, Edmonds got injured, and then James Conner come in and yeah. got 170 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. And, and Tom McCoy has Tom McCoy's made a career out of that. I mean, 12 years... He's come in in that mop-up duty for a game or two, 
I mean, yeah, he he's never a, a long-term starter, but he's that good backup and yeah. you know, made a career out of it. Just say hey, whenever yeah. he did it with Cleveland, Washington, a uh, little bit with San Francisco, now with Arizona. I mean, he's yeah, made a career. Two or three weeks, yeah. yeah. He's just not going to hurt you. Yeah. Right. No. And now the two, and here they are next to each other. The two teams, if they meet in the Super Bowl, everybody should circle this date on their calendar. Tennessee went into Los Angeles and won 28-16. to 16. Now, not only did they win their games, they win after big injuries with Derrick Henry. The game really and wasn't that. that close, Chris. Right. No, but not only not. that, but it the teams behind worked. them lost. The, the Ram, with, with Arizona, the Rams lost. The Packers lost. The Cowboys lost. And yeah. then for Tennessee, the Bills lost. You know, the Raiders lost. So, you know, if they get the number one seeds and they meet in the Super Bowl because of that or something like that, Circle that date because those were wonderful days for the Titans and and, and the Cardinals, you know. Yep. And uh, no, and and uh, boy, Stafford couldn't get out of his way. He was throwing interceptions. Could, that's correct. Picks, everything else. He did it. He did his Wentz imitation by yep. pulling around the goal line and throwing the interception. <laughs> and, the line, right. and, the, and the offensive right. line chose not to show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he also, I guess, sprained his ankle. But I think he's going to be okay for this week. Yep. So, and the last game of the week, and it was a good one. Uh, the uh, yes. the Bear, the Steelers beat the Bears twenty nine twenty seven. And now I will say that uh, you know uh, what's his name uh, came came up with a big uh, the Bears rookie there, and I'm just Fields. forgetting Justin his name. Fields. Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields came came up with his first. You know they didn't win the game, so it won't go down. And you know in the list with. Brady and Manning and, you know, the guys that you think about with the win. But that's a hard thing to do, to come back and, and get down there in the last two minutes and, and tie, you know, get ahead of the Steelers like they did. They gave up the field goal because <laughs> Boswell could cook, kick some long ones, and he did, you know, a couple times, uh, over 50. But, um, you know, it's just uh, the Steelers are a better team, and they won the game. But uh, the Bears, you know, played, and came, came back. I think Dick would be proud. They were down, what, 20-6. to six. And they came back all the way right. and just about won that game. And, so. and most people that I have heard, both nationally and the broad, local broadcast, and normally Tony Coretti and his officiating crew were, per, oh, were pretty good. They were not they good were last awful. night. Oh, they were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed, but, to, it seemed like just about all the calls went against the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that taunting thing was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so normally, and normally, where, I mean, to be honest, normally Karenny is is usually regarded as one of the better ones. Yeah. Okay, so we have our standings. And what I did was I looked at a little bit at the wild card too. So we'll go through this. AFC East: Buffalo is five and three. Patriots, as I say, just half a game out at five and four. The Jets two and six. Miami two and seven. AFC North: Baltimore six and two. Pittsburgh now second at five and three. Cleveland five and four, and Cincinnati five and four. In the center, uh, south, I should say, Tennessee is seven and two. The Colts are four and five. Jacksonville two and six. Houston one and eight. In the west, the Chargers are five and three. Las Vegas five and three. Denver five and four. And Kansas City five and four. <clears throat> so when you get to the schedule, we'll see a key uh, division matchup next week with the Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Like the old days. NFC East, we have Dallas at six and two. Giants now three and six. Philadelphia three and six. Washington two and six. So Dallas, even with that loss, still in good shape. In the North, Green Bay seven and two. Minnesota three and five. Chicago three and six. Detroit zero oh and eight. Again, uh, Vikings and Bears did not take advantage of that. In the in the South, Tampa Bay six and two. New Orleans five and three. Atlanta four and four. Carolina four and five. And in the West, Arizona eight and one. The Rams are seven and two. 
San Francisco three and five, uh, Seattle three and five. So in the AFC, looking at the wild cards, either one of the, either the Raiders or the or the uh, Chargers would have one wild card at five and three or whatever. But then the Pittsburgh's five and three, they would have another one. Then you go to the Patriots five and four, Cleveland five and four, Cincinnati five and four, Denver four and four, and Kansas City four. No, uh, no Denver's five and four. Den- Denver's five and four, yeah. And Kansas City's five and four. Kansas City's five and four, and then the Colts are four and five. They're still in, in it to some degree. So it's crazy. You know, it, who knows? Yeah. And in the NFC, we've got uh, New Orleans uh, would have one wild uh, well, The Rams, New Orleans have two of the wild cards. Yeah. New Orleans is uh, eight, five and three, and uh, the Rams are seven and two. Then we've got Atlanta, would I guess have the third one yeah. at four and four, and Carolina four and five, and you could pretty much forget about the East and the North. They're, That's they're correct. not going to really contend for that. And the off teams next week: Chicago, Cincinnati, the Giants, and Houston. So and while you're getting the schedule, Chris, this yep. just came across another Odell Beckham story. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has told his agent he is prioritizing he would like to play with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, like they need any more drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> they deserve each other. Oh I want to play with somebody I who's as big I, a jerk I think as, as I, I am. Were the, if I were the Packers, I would say thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> wow. That, that's amazing. Okay. Hang on a second. I've got to dig this schedule out. While you're doing that, Pierre, if you want to unmute, we can. We'll hear from Pierre while you're doing that, Chris. So, Pierre, yeah, if you want sure. to unmute, we'll see if. Well, I want to talk about the Saints game. That, okay. The Saints should have won that game going away. The first three times they had the ball, they went inside Atlanta's 25-yard line. They penalized themselves out of field goal range three times. Oh, Sean Payton was not pleased after the game. I bet not. How about, then, the, how about the Tigers, though, Pierre? They well, came right up there with Alabama. Yeah, I, I bet there was a lot of money lost on that game because the over, yep. the, the over and under was 66, and and uh, uh, and uh, uh, Alabama was favored by almost 30. So somebody lost a lot of money on oh, that. Yeah. yeah, they did. But, you, but uh, you know, and, and I know you don't like moral victories, Pierre, but I think that's probably one of them. Right. And uh, but uh, I'm telling you, uh, I don't know why Alabama's number two. They're not. At, they're not that good. No, nope. I think they're the reason the LSU reason is, they're Alabama. The LSU. reason you yep. hear, Pierre, that they're number two is everybody else around them has just as many flaws as they do. Really? And that's what I hear. And they're and, and it's to get you notice it's to get everybody talking. All these these. And doesn't things. Georgia have to play Alabama eventually in the championship uh, maybe, game? Yeah. Maybe. No, no, no. Okay, maybe, maybe. Uh, not it's, necessarily. It's, it's Georgia against the West. Whoever wins the yeah. West. Okay. Yeah, because Texas A and M has the tiebreaker over Alabama because they that's beat right. them. In oh, the that's right. Oh, that's right. Remember, right. remember right. though, Pierre, you and I talk about this all the time offline. They're going to find a way to get them in, whatever they have to do. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And uh, they, so they, hold, hold, they hold on, Chuck. Right hold on, hold on. And, right uh, if there's, a, let's see. I think that poll comes out Tuesday, and they're going to be all yeah. happy now. It will, co- it, that poll Ohio will come State out gets in there. If Ohio State gets in there, which that's they what will. they've been waiting for all year. Yep. And that It'll poll, by the between, way, comes out between the two basketball games. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got the schedule here, and we got. 
Baltimore, Miami. This is uh, not going to be too exciting. Baltimore, Miami, 8.20 p.m. on uh, Fox and ESPN on Thursday night. Fox and NFL. I'm reading it right here. and I'm, I'm saying the wrong thing. Because <laughs> I was remembering I hadn't said the date. And all times are Eastern. Sunday the 14th. <clears throat> we have Atlanta at Dallas, 1 p.m. on Fox. We have New Orleans at Tennessee, 1 p.m. on CBS. Jacksonville at Indianapolis, 1 p.m. on uh, CBS. Cleveland at the Patriots, 1 p.m. on uh, CBS. That's going to be a big game. Uh, Buffalo at the Jets, 1 p.m. on CBS. Detroit at Pittsburgh, 1 p.m. on Fox. Tampa Bay at Washington, 1 p.m. on Fox. Carolina at Arizona, 4.05 p.m. on Fox. CBS will have the doubleheader. Minnesota at the Chargers. 4.05 4.05 p.m. on Fox. What do you expect of a field goal game on that one? These teams always mm-hmm. play close games pretty much with everybody. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia at Denver, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. Um, okay. And Seattle at Green Bay with maybe I know Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson coming back, 4.25 p.m. on I'll, CBS. I'll bet in all honesty, I'll bet uh, they're hoping that Aaron Rodgers is back. That's oh, correct. Sure. Yeah. sure they Russell are. Russell Wilson's supposed to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson has been cleared to play. Yep. 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 But uh, Philadelphia, Denver's not. You would think, and I don't know if they're into moving games around, but the, you would think this, that they could have moved the Patriots game or something to, uh, you know, just make give themselves an extra game. Uh, but I guess it probably happened too late with Rodgers to actually do that. But because of that Patriots game at 1 o'clock is going to be a good game. Kansas City at the Las Vegas, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. Who the heck knows what's going to happen in that game? And on Monday night, we're going to have the Rams at San Francisco, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. The buys, yep. as I said. Chicago, Cincinnati, we have the Giants, and Houston. Okay. So, let's see. What do we have for news and notes? So, we have Deshaun Jackson was signed by the Raiders. Yeah, um, he's officially signed on Monday morning, and he will play on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, for other Raiders news, Damon Arnett, the uh, number one draft pick that was picked in the 2020 draft, along with Henry Ruggs, was released. He got caught on video Friday night uh, brandishing a gun and threatening to kill somebody. Uh, and uh, apparently he's had other issues since he's been drafted. Vegas is not the city for him, so he got released. So The old, Ra- the old Raiders have come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Robert, well, I well, he had he's had four automobile accidents with rented cars in the last yeah he yeah he had well that he, uh, apparently he's been doing all kinds of things since he's been drafted um that's why i say las vegas is not the city for him he's being sued by a, a woman for uh, damages during one of those car accidents so uh our 2020 number one draft picks henry ruggs probably going to jail for the rest of his life and who knows what's going to happen with Damon Arnett. Apparently on this video, he was showing off a whole arsenal of guns that he's purchased and threatening to use them on neighbors and what have you. It, it was it was, it was was not good. Yeah, so, well, I guess he had, a, he had an argument with somebody, and whoever this was notified him that he was coming over there. And yeah. Ruggs got on, got, Ruggs got on TikTok pointing this guy. So one of them looked like an assault rifle. Yeah. Putting him at the camera and saying, good, you're five minutes away, come over here, I'll kill you, I, I played away. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Mark Davis is nothing like his dad. Mark Davis does not want any, like Al Davis, he picked up all the bad boys. John yeah. Matuzak, Lyle Alzado, <clears throat> Ted Hendricks, you know, all, all the bad boys. 
But uh, Mark does not want any of that on his team. He said, look, we're new to the city of Las Vegas. We can't be doing this garbage. We're not going to have this garbage. So he, he basically made it known to the team, any more of this garbage, you're automatically going to be cut. It so so is, is he blaming it indirectly on John Gruden? Um, no, um, he, yeah, he's blaming it. In 2020, he must yeah, be right. He's, bl- he's blaming it on Gruden um, because... Mike Mayock, he, he's the G, he's the GM, but Gruden basically made all the draft picks. You wonder, how, be, you wonder if Mayock will be out then. Well, yeah. no, uh, no. I I think what's going to happen, guys. I think Mike Mayock is going to get to prove that he knows football. I think he's going to be able to stick around and be able to make his own draft choices, and we can see what kind of draft. Well, that's fair. You yeah. know. I think that's what's going to happen. And I think I think he's a BC guy, so he deserves every every yeah. break. And I think and I think Pasaccia is going to be the leading candidate to uh, keep this job. Uh, now they're going to go out and they're going to do interviews and what have you, but I really don't think uh, that that uh, that uh, Pasaccia has taken himself out of the running here. It depends on what happens the rest of the season, right. of course. But he's gotten off to a good start. And the, and the players seem to like playing for him, so mm-hmm. we'll okay. see what happens. Just circling ahead, back Rick. to Ruggs, um, you know, last week we didn't have all the details on the accident, but it's, it's crazy. He was going 156 miles an hour, twice the legal limit of intoxication, Yep. and now now they're saying he may get 46 years, and I, I think he deserves every one of them. And he had, yeah, an illegal, he had an illegal weapon. He did not have a permit for yeah, it. That's right, too, yeah. That's right. All of a kind, yeah. Yeah, and the DA is planning on adding more charges for that. And also because a dog there died. In the, uh, oh, because a dog died in her in the car with the girl, the animal rights people have gotten involved, and now they're they're uh, thinking about adding animal cruelty charges to his thing. So we'll see what happens. He probably wouldn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So any more NFL notes before we move to college uh, football? Rick, have we covered everything in the NFL, or do you have any more? I think so. I just want to, when, when you go through the schedule, it, it hit me for some reason. I'm, I'm going to make a major upset prediction this week. You can all laugh at me next week. Okay. But I, think I think this is a major one. I think this, the line would be really big. I'm picking the Lions to beat the Steelers this week. Okay. The, you know, the Steelers, I, you know, you got to look at it from the Steelers' point of view. You know, okay, the Bears came back, blah, blah, blah. But the Steelers let them back in, too. I mean, they, they don't have – people talk about their defense, but I don't know. They, they just – they come and go. They're, they play parts yeah. of games. Well, well and, and, their, and their defense, I mean, let's be honest, they let, the Bears, they let the Bears go right down the field last year. Yeah, week. yeah, they did. So, I mean, you can give uh, Fields credit, but, you know, it's a little of both. Okay. All right. So, college football. This is the top 25, uh, AP top 25. We're also going to give you last week's, and again, it's last week's, but just, just for fun, we're going to give you both the top 10 from last week, and uh, and then we can, uh, you know, then look at who the top four were, and then uh, the uh, top 25 first from the AP uh, after this week's action. So, the uh, top 10 is a little bit older, but just so we have it. Number one, Georgia. Two, Cincinnati. Three, Alabama. Four, Oklahoma. Five, Oregon. Six, Ohio State. Seven, Notre Dame. Eight, Michigan State. This is, uh, you know, still after they lost uh, to Purdue. Nine, Michigan. 
10, they got to keep them ahead, except they didn't do it some other place. We're going to get down here and see what Perry says. Nine, Michigan. Ten, Oklahoma State. Eleven, Texas A&M. Twelve, Mississippi. Thirteen was Wake Forest. Fourteen, BYU. Fifteen, uh, UT San Antonio. Sixteen, Auburn. Seventeen, Houston. Eighteen, Baylor. Nineteen, Iowa. And twenty, Wisconsin, Perry. Why is that? Yeah, I don't I don't know why that is. Because <laughs> Wisconsin, because Wisconsin beat Iowa. Yeah, uh, don't ask me. You know, uh, 21 NC State, 22 Coastal Carolina, 23 Penn State, 24 uh, Louisiana, and 25 Pitt back in the top 25. And then for the uh, the old top 10, you know, last week's top 10 for the, uh, the playoff committee, Georgia won, Alabama was two, Michigan State, of course, they'll be down there three, Oregon four, Ohio State five. So I assume Oregon and Ohio State will move up, Michigan State will move down, Cincinnati will uh, come up a point or two, they were six, uh, seven, Michigan, eight, Oklahoma, nine, Wake Forest, and 10, Notre Dame. So uh, anyway, so Georgia beat Missouri 43 to six. Cincinnati beat Tulsa 28 to 20. Alabama beat LSU in the game we were talking about 20 to 14, the under. And, then, and, and Chris, they think that Cincinnati may at least remain stationary, if not drop, because that was not an impressive. No, I mean, Tulsa, Tulsa was was right on the goal line, ready to score in the last minute of that game. Yeah. Well, this again, yeah, that committee, because that's what the committee does. Of course, they stayed at two for the uh, for the uh, AP, AP writers. But anyway. Uh, Oregon beat Washington, uh, Washington 26-16. Ohio State beat Nebraska 26-17. Uh, Notre Dame beat Navy 34-6. Purdue beat Michigan uh, State in the big upset, uh, really, of the day, 40-29. <clears throat> Michigan, Michigan beat Indiana 29-7. Oklahoma State over West Virginia 24-3. A&M beat Auburn 20-3. And I listened to parts of that game. I listened to the, the Michigan State game, and I listened to the uh, the uh, Auburn game, and uh, no, I just never really get went anywhere. I mean, twenty to no. three. And, you it know, was they six just, to three. It, there was only time. one touchdown scored. There was only one touchdown scored, and it was an interception by Texas A&M. Okay. okay, Mississippi beat Liberty twenty-seven to fourteen. Uh, North Carolina knocked off Wake Forest fifty-eight fifty-five. They will probably drop a little. They and that was, that was a non-conference game. They they played that as a non-conference because, you know, still keep playing each other, so it does not count against Wake Forest's conference standings in their division. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah, they still that. play. They, yeah, they. I didn't know that either until I was, what, I was listening to the North Carolina broadcast, and they said, yeah, it's a non-conference. We're doing this to, you know, to keep the game going. We schedule each other in some non-conference. Oh, so that mustn't be their designated rival then. I thought that no, was their, their designated de- rival. Wake Forest's designated rival is Duke, and, and North Carolina's is NC State. Okay, then. Okay, they just want to play. No, that's that's cool. Yeah. I understand that. They're, not, they're all within, what, 50 miles of each other or something. Well, uh, most of them are right there, and then Wake Forest about 100 miles from all the other yeah, yeah, but anyway, so the fifty-eight, fifty-five Wake Forest. Remember, they won a game seventy to fifty-six over Army, so their defense is not uh, not good. No. BYU beat uh, Idaho State uh, 59-14. UTSA beat uh, UTEP 44-23. Houston over uh, South Florida uh, 54-42. TCU beat Baylor 30-28, to so they kind of upset them. Iowa beat Northwestern 17-12. to Wisconsin Boy, that was beat- a long game. It was about was a, it? almost a four-hour game. They had a lot of reviews. And then, of course, you had um, here again. We won't go into the politics of it, but you had protesters on the field uh, wanting to abolish the NU police in the second quarter. 
So okay. all that stuff. And by the way, as I announced it, I do want to send out a thank you to David USF. I was on the Iowa State-Texas game at that time when that happened. I had heard Gary Dolphin say they had protesters. So I put onto Facebook if anybody knew what had happened. And I do want to thank David USF for, for helping me find out what had happened. So we, okay. we do, we, when someone helps us, we do like to give credit. Okay, Wisconsin clobbered Rutgers, uh, let's see, 52-3 to at Rutgers. NC State beat Florida State 28-14. Coastal Carolina beat uh, Georgia Southern 28-8. Penn State beat Maryland 31-14. And UAB beat uh, Louisiana 52-38. to And uh, Pitt over Duke 54-29 to get back in the top 25. Tennessee knocked Kentucky out by winning 45-42. And then Iowa State beat Texas, as we talked about, 30 to 7. And 31. Clay Helton, uh, 31, 31 to 7? Okay. 37. No, 31, 31, 31. Okay. And, and remember, you know, that's what got me in that game, Sean, while we're, while we're on that. We were, and we were talking about it on the phone, and they played a really close first half, and then something went wrong for Texas right at the end of the half. And Eric Heff said, Eric Heff, of course, the Iowa State color analyst, he said, you know, he said, one thing I've noticed from watching Texas, and he said, seeing them, you know, with my own eyes tonight, he said, they will play really fine football, but if one thing goes bad on whatever side of the ball it is, he said, it upsets the apple yeah. cart for the whole team. Yep, and that, and there were a lot of fights and penalties in that first half, too. It was a yeah, very there were. Sloppy. Yeah, there were. It was like Casey Thompson went down and hurt, had a hurt thumb. They put in Hudson card, and then the third quarter, it was just bam, 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 three touchdowns right. early in the third quarter, early in the third. And, 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 and like John and Eric were saying, he said Texas is a good team until something goes wrong for them. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's that's something that's on. Now, some of that is, you know, Sark doesn't have all the players that he wants, but but a lot of that is still psychological with the coaching and with you know, some of it's the lack of talent, some is coaching. And he, he owned it in the press conference. Yeah. He did own it. And uh, Clay Helton, who former USC coach, was named as coach to, what was it, Georgia State? Is that the, where Georgia, he went? Georgia State, Or yes. Georgia Southern. Georgia, Georgia State. State, yeah. Okay. And so another and, yeah, what what are some of the big games? Yeah, other stories and big games for uh, this coming week. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll get to the big games first, and then this this is kind of a fun. <laughs> you got Baylor, Oklahoma is a big one this week. Maybe not after TCU beating them, you know. Right. But the Baylor, Oklahoma, you got the Michigan, Penn State. So that that round robin continues. Iowa, Minnesota. You can see how that yeah. one goes. Battle for the, the West. Probably the one of the big matchups, of course. And I'm surprised it's not the CBS game, but it's ESPN's big primetime game. So it'll probably be the Fowler and Herb Street game because they'll move them from ABC to ESPN because of the SEC. The Ole Miss Texas A and M game. That should that, be a good uh, game. And another thing that's going to impact that Iowa-Minnesota game, Spencer Petrus, the quarterback for Iowa, went out in the first quarter. Apparently, he had been injured last week, but he is not going to start this week. Alex Padilla will start at quarterback against Iowa, so we'll see what he does. Um, I I would think Minnesota is a little better team than Northwestern, so we'll see what he does against a better team. I think you got okay. Wake Forest, Wake Forest, and NC State are playing each other, and then Auburn, Mississippi State. That you know, so Georgia mm-hmm. kind of gets Georgia gets Tennessee, so Georgia just gets to hang around, and they don't have any competition until. Ooh, the now, be, hey, being an Ole Miss fan, Tennessee can step up if at times they. Well, they yeah. just beat Kentucky, and, so that's you know, right. That was, yeah. that was and a good win. The way it looks now, like getting back to this 
on Alabama in the top four, Alabama could get in the playoffs and not even have to play in the championship game because if Texas A&M has, you know, if they beat Ole Miss and they go on in there, they only have one conference loss, they would go in to play Georgia, and Alabama could say, hey, we don't even have to play that SEC championship game and get in because Texas A&M would have, as I said, as a tiebreaker. But yeah. Well, and, again, uh, it would depend on how the other championships, you know, if like then, you know, what the fourth spot, you know, because if Georgia won, if, if uh, Ohio State won and if Oregon won, then it'd really be a question where, whether Alabama would get that yeah, fourth spot. Oregon and Ohio State both have the one loss, so yeah, that would be... Based and upon also- what Gary Barta said last week, and and I mean, we can say what we think with Gary Barta, but um, based upon his comments last week, Cincinnati is going to have to do something pretty extravagant to get into they're the They're going to have to blow out Houston and SMU. That's or correct. I think, they, whichever, I think they got SMU, but they're going to have to blow out Houston in the conference championship if they get there and just do something really big. But, you know, that's those are pretty much, you know, that's it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Like I said, you got. And what uh, about Oklahoma? Do they still have a chance? Uh, they're number eight, but oh, they're number eight, but they could very easily move back up because they have not lost. They have not lost. They still got Baylor. They got Oklahoma State. Yeah, and, and, I, and Iowa State. And, and they Iowa got Iowa State. State. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, got those yeah. Three so games, they could come so. in. That could be where you'd run into your battle between for that fourth spot between Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and Alabama. You know, or Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Ohio State. That could one of those because yeah, they're they're going to figure out a way to sneak Alabama in. And it does. And you know, I was just listening though. It does sound like, you know, when we were saying when Oregon lost to Stanford, that probably was their kiss of death. Not necessarily. It sounds like they can still sneak in if the right things happen. Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, like we said, tonight's rankings it'll be approximately nine p.m. Eastern in the middle of the State Farm Classic. Right. Okay. In the middle of it. So, all right. So, are we ready? Uh, speaking of that, well, we one can more. Get... One more on one more. little news item. This is kind of funny. On TCU, apparently has reached out to get ready, folks. Dion Sanders to come oh. in and possibly coach them. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. Somebody apparently started a rumor with that Matt Campbell was going there too because he had to deny that. He, of course, he's and had to Kellen deny Moore rumor has, after rumor after you know. Yeah. And Kellen Moore has even said he's been interested. He would be interested in that TCU job. So mm-hmm. leaving the Cowboys and going. There. Okay. So college basketball starts tonight. Going to be a bunch of games on eighty some odd games. Here's the top twenty-five. Now you'll never really hear us go through the top twenty-five again because no. it doesn't really mean anything. You know, everybody will be talking power ratings. We get to January and February and what the conferences are doing. but And then we'll talk about other games as we go along. You know, upsets are interesting games that we see. But th- this is the top 25 for what it's worth for starting point. Number one, Gonzaga. Number two, UCLA, who has, David tells us, has all 10 of their people from last year from a Final Four team coming back. <clears throat> Number three, Kansas. Number four, Villanova. Five is Texas. So starting off, what do you say? That that's a good uh, position to start on. Number six is Michigan. Seven Purdue. Eight Baylor. Nine uh, Duke. <clears throat> Ten is Kentucky. Now let me tell you about Kentucky. There's an interesting omen here. We'll just we'll just file this away. When the Braves won in 1957, Kentucky won the championship in 1958, and when the Braves won in '95, Kentucky won the championship in '96. So hey, what, who knows? Eleven Illinois. Twelve is Memphis. Thirteen is Oregon. Fourteen Alabama. Fifteen Houston. Sixteen Arkansas. Seventeen Ohio State. Eighteen Tennessee. Nineteen North Carolina. <clears throat> Twenty Florida State. Twenty-one Maryland. Twenty-two Auburn. 20 
23, St. Bonaventure. Now, you usually see a, a, an A-10 team in there, but you don't usually see St. Bonaventure in there. My goodness. Usually, usually it's Dayton or VCU Dayton or, or St. Louis or somebody, Davidson or whatever. 24 is UConn and 25 is Virginia. So And, um, and there's actually a, there's a top five matchup Saturday night. Gonzaga and Texas play like a late game at 1030 Eastern Saturday night. So okay. out in Spokane. So, of course, Keith Moreland will be on the football call with Craig Wade because Roger Wallace, the color analyst, will be going out to Spokane and doing the okay. basketball game. So now what's the what's the And, of course, uh, in a what's month the, from now, you'll look at that whole maybe even two or three weeks silly. from now. It'll be entirely different. That's right. Yes. But uh, And, we, we again, we probably won't even find out about it because nobody wrote you know, you hear about it, and you know what the funny thing is, because you play two games, and this is forever happened, uh, because the, the poll comes out, you know, Monday or something, and on Saturday, you'll hear something like, so-and-so beat number eight Kentucky to, on Saturday, but you already know that number eight Kentucky lost on Tuesday, so, you know, it, yeah. it, it really, they say things like that on the, score, the scores, and it doesn't really mean anything, because if you remember your scores from two or three days ago, you know Kentucky or whoever it is already lost, so, you know, it's, it's just a silly thing. <clears throat> so, uh, there was some uh, problems with Illinois, and and uh, Oklahoma State, I guess, uh, in uh, college basketball. Yeah, a player uh, from Illinois' name escapes me. Kofi, 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 Kofi Coburn. Comer. Yes, Kofi yeah, Coburn. He has to miss. He has to miss three games because he uh, he sold some memorabilia, and he did it about two or three weeks before name, image, and likeness. But he sold it and donated it to a charity. But he has to miss three games. And then the other one goes back to Oklahoma State. Lamont Evans, who's not a coach the assistant there he had given a player uh three hundred dollars back in 2014 the player paid him back but oklahoma state is banned from postseason this year south carolina and usc had similar infractions no postseason maybe maybe it's one of the oklahoma state you know hey we're not gonna be that good this year we'll go ahead and take our our band this year go ahead and get it i don't know but Still, it's like the hypocrisy of the NCAA that we always talk about. Okay. Well, speaking so, of hypocrisy, we don't want to talk about any hypocrisy, but Jamal, if you want to unmute. Oh, no, today, he would never, today would Jamal, uh, in honorance of you, Jamal, today is Chaos Never Dies Day. Jamal, okay. is, our, Jamal is our friend our, that loves yeah. chaos, right, Jamal? He does. Yes, and I was just listening to the absolute absurd scenario involving the playoffs, and Cincinnati's getting screwed, it yep. sounds like, because, you know, you have people whining, crying about people running up the score in college football. Well, what's happening in Cincinnati is why teams need to run up the score. Because people, well, you're playing these people too close. And when people run up the score, yep, that's ridiculous. Well, make yep. up your so-and-so mind, for God's well, sake. So AP, you want them to the AP, the score. Basically, we've got different different committees here. The AP doesn't care. Cincinnati's been winning their number two. They started high enough mm. to be number two. And the other committee that is the powerful committee does care. And that leads to score being run up and, and all that other stuff. And unfortunately, that's the committee that counts. Right, and they right. did say they looked at they looked at head to head matchups. I, I watched. They talked about it. You know, they looked at head to head and how you did. That's why Oklahoma was undefeated, and they were all the way down at number eight, uh, uh, below Mich- below Michigan, who had lost to Michigan State and was number seven. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Now, Whatever. Now also, also want to talk about college basketball. Now I was listening to you all as well talking about the Kofi Coburn situation. I mean. I just think the NC2A is doing that to stick it to them because they've urinated off 
about uh, the whole likeness being forced and the whole likeness thing and say, well, they, we got this guy just for likeness thing, so we can nail him to the wall. That's what that sounds that That's more retribution, in my opinion. I mean, a man donated to charity, for God's sakes. Really? Yep. I mean, yep. this is, you know, this whole thing is just... Remember, A.J. Green got in trouble for that, for signing a jersey and donating and selling it and do, or donating it to an auction back in the day. I don't remember. I don't did not remember that, but okay. But now, yeah. I, but, but now, talk. I want to talk about the NFL for a minute and the performance of the Bears. Justin Fields took some giant steps forward last night. He did. Yes. Unfortunately, the referees did their part to uh, screw over the Bears on some three oh, phantom calls. There's a story about the one referee, especially who that one call that he, what's his name? Oh, yeah, that referee that was really had, the, the fault. Go ahead. The, no, funny call, the, the call about the call that was made about the phantom chop block where yeah, the yeah. guy missed TJ Watt. Yeah. And then you had the stupid taunting call where all the guy did was look, look at the panic towards the Steelers bench. That's right, because he just been a former Steeler. That's why. But but but, but know, supposedly he inadvertently bumped into a referee and that's what got the call. You know, and then and then a phantom call, roughing the passer call against the Bears on Roethlisberger, even though a guy was doing a bull rush. I mean, the, 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 uh, you know, what, what no. I would like to say about some of this stuff, I know I can't <laughs> on this podcast. And I'm refraining this from. Is, this isn't podcast we can, number three we can anymore, use our, Jamal. Jamal, we can use our imagination. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. And they, but, I mean, and they, were they, they played undisciplined. They played pretty undisciplined overall. Yeah. But those yeah, they three did. Calls, they had a lot of penalties, you know, a lot of uh, those, disorganized but, penalties. But those three calls were a sham, and and if they wouldn't, if it weren't for those three calls, they probably would have won the game in spite of all of that. But I think all this disorganization, and I'm not saying other teams, I, I, the Patriots have gotten better slowly, but they, they've had it this year with Belichick even, you know, with penalties, you know, lining up offside, you know, lining up in the neutral zone and all this. They did it two times in a row, the Bears did. Nagy's got to go. I mean, they, 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 there's no way he's going to be back. He's got to go. But you got to be ba- and you know as bad as, as bad yeah. as the Packers played this week that they didn't it didn't cost them anything because nobody else in their division played any no. better. No, nope, that's right. That's right. I mean, but it cost them in in trying to get that top seed. That and that's did. what I say about Arizona and yep. and Tennessee having this, such a good day, you know. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Uh, what else we got? Anything else? I that's think we got college basketball. College okay. Sports, All right. I guess we'll do the NBA. These are our first standings and of course they're Kind of topsy turvy and crazy, and we'll run down them, and then a couple of NBA news and notes. Uh, Philadelphia's uh, leading it without Ben Simmons. How are they doing it? Eight and three. <laughs> Miami seven and three. Number three is the Bulls at seven and three. Washington seven and three. Uh, and you know, let let Miss A figure out why these teams are two, three, or four. Yeah. Cleveland right. is seven and four. Brooklyn seven and four at six. The Knicks are seven and four at seven. Toronto six and five. Then we have Charlotte five and seven is at nine. Milwaukee uh, four and six at ten. The Celtics are four and six now. They're up to eleven. Atlanta four and seven. The Celtics just can't win at home. They're winning on the road and it's crazy so far. Atlanta four and seven. Indianapolis four and seven. Then we go down to Orlando three and eight, and Detroit one and eight. And you know that the thing is, you know, it's so early, but uh, the, you've got to be happy if you're a Bulls fan. You got to be pretty happy if you're a Philadelphia fan right now. And Celtics fans, you know, don't know what to think at this point. So, you know, we'll see. Milwaukee's off to a slow start. Hawks are off to a slow start. So we'll see. Very early. In the West, Golden State, Robert's team at nine and one. <clears throat> Utah, seven and three. Dallas, seven and three. Phoenix, six and three. 
Memphis at five, six and four, Denver six and four, the Clippers five and four, Lakers six and five, seven and eight. Uh, Portland is uh, five and five, Sacramento five and six, <clears throat> Oklahoma City three and six, Minnesota three and six, San uh, what is San Antonio, uh, San Antonio, yeah. Uh, San Antonio's three and six, and Houston one and nine, and New Orleans one and ten. So there you go. That's uh, the way the NBA looks right now, and uh, you know it'll it'll all be uh, reshuffled, and you can go from eighth to twelfth or twelfth to eighth very quickly. Yep. So uh, you know. And remember but- uh, to remind people in the NBA, we are going to have the play-in tournament this year. So teams seven, eight, nine, and ten will play against one another to get those final spots. That's right. And uh, actually, I realized I went out of order. We should have done uh, baseball before the NBA, but we'll just finish up the NBA now that That's we're doing right. it. Chris Paul passed uh, Steve Nash for uh, third and all-time in assists. And uh, and uh, we've got a workplace uh, toxicity issue in Portland, apparently, with Neil O'Shea. And one uh, in Phoenix as well. And one well, in Phoenix, too, yes. Oh, I didn't hear about the one in Phoenix. What's going on in Phoenix? Uh, the owner, Robert Solver. Um, okay. Is, is uh, it's a where it's a bad workplace environment. So both Phoenix and Portland are being investigated. Okay. So. And um and so we'll see what happens with that. And 30 years ago, this past Sunday, Magic Johnson um had to retire because of <laughs> HIV, and uh, it was you know it, they, we've learned a lot more about it. Came up with a with a cocktail and so forth. And of course, he's still doing fine. And that's the thing, you know, when he said, well, "I'll be around for a long time. Everything's going to be okay." You know, and he sounded fine as he said it because uh, we heard that uh, sound that David put into the group. But he is 30 years yeah. later. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he came back, played on the Dream Team, came, played on the All-Star Game, uh, had a few, uh, you know, uh, quick uh, times with the Lakers, coached the Lakers a little while. And he's just been uh, been on TV, been all over the place. So uh, it's, And it's very, really su- very successful businessman. So, you know. Yep, yep. So anyway, what can you say? It's uh, good for magic. <clears throat> okay, any other NBA notes at this point? And then we'll get yeah. to baseball, which we should have yeah, done Yeah, that would get to baseball. All those baseball nope. fans are waiting. Nope. Yeah, oh, they are. Uh, Atlanta beat Houston, of course, 7 to nothing last Tuesday night to win the series four games to two. The first shutout clincher <laughs> since 05 when the White Sox uh, beat uh, Houston at uh, Minute Maid Park. So that was kind of interesting. And that was the game four. Max Fried with six uh, shutout, in- shutout innings. Uh, Brian Snitker uh, won his first World Series, and he was the second oldest to win his first title at 66 uh, uh, years and 16 days. And Jack McKeon, the oldest, at 72 and 11 months in Trader 03 Jack. for the for the yeah, yeah for the, Trader Jack, yep, mm-hmm. for the uh, Marlins. Okay, let's see. We got plenty more here. You know, I, I thought these notes would slow down, but they haven't yet, and they won't for a while, I guess. No, so Atlanta won it at 88 and 73 for their regular season. St. Louis in 06 were 83 and 78, and then Minnesota was 85 and 77 and 87. And the Mets, I decided I would mention them because they were in 80, 73, and they came within a game of winning the World Series. They were 82 and 79. So sometimes teams don't have to be uh, that far over 500 to get in there or whatever. That might have been the lowest uh, win total to get in. Or yeah, you know, I think it was. It probably most still ahead, is. Yeah, most go ahead homers in uh, the World Series, uh, and uh, Gene Tennis had four in 72. And three for George uh, Jorge Soler in 21, of course, this year. In Springer for Houston in 17. And Curtis Granderson for the Mets in 15, although the Mets lost that one. 
And then Lou Gehrig in 28 and Babe Ruth at, in 26 in losing to the, uh, St. Louis. So um, that was uh, Solaire, the first player with three game-winning home runs. I assume he won the series MVP. I never yes, did hear. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah, he did. I figured he would have. Uh, Dusty Baker, most wins uh, in uh, with adding the postseason and the regular season together without winning a World Series in yep, 2027. and he will be back next year. Well, he sure should be. And, uh, you know, really calmed things down in Houston the last couple of years. Uh, and, he, of course, he won it as a player with the Dodgers in 81. Uh, and he's 0-2 in the World Series because he lost uh, to the Angels in 0-2 and now to the Braves this year. Buster Posey retired. He's 34 years old, but I guess, uh, what has he got, some family issues? Somebody uh, is not well in his family or something? Well, no, uh, they just they just adopted uh, premature twins. That's, <coughs> oh, okay. that's, why, that's why he took last year off. And he, he said injuries are taking their toll, and he's got a lot of other things he wants to do. And I applaud him because he walked away from $22 million. Uh, uh-huh. If he would have played this year, uh, next year, he would have he would have made twenty two million dollars. So, mm-hmm. hey, uh, good for him. And uh, of course, all the baseball writers are talking about his Hall of Fame candidacy, and a lot of the uh, BBWAA writers think that he will uh, definitely get in. So, okay, um, so maybe there not you a go. first maybe not a first balloter though. No. But uh, okay. they think he will make it. So. so David did a cool thing here. He ran down how long it's been for different teams uh, since they won it, and with the teams that have never won it, like uh, Washington, uh, the old, the new senator slash Texas, uh, right. they just started. They put in the year that they started, so it sort of gives how long have their fans uh, been waiting? The Indians, right. of course, 1948 was the last time they won. Next, Texas never won it, and they started in 61 as the new Washington Senators. San Diego and Milwaukee both started in 69. <clears throat> Milwaukee is the Seattle Pilots in 69, the Padres, of course. And then Mariners in 77. Pittsburgh hasn't won since 79. Baltimore since 83. Detroit since 84. It's amazing. You know, it's such a good year. This year. Wow, it's been a long time. Uh, yeah. The Mets since 86, another thought like that. Oakland since 89. Yep. Cincinnati, 90. It doesn't look like they're heading in the right direction. Nope. Minnesota, 91. Toronto, 93. Arizona, 01. The Angels in 02. Miami in 03. And the White Sox in 05. That's as far as he went. And, you yeah. know, that's, that's pretty good. And, another, and then, I heard another interesting stat yeah. kind of related to that. As mm-hmm. far as cities with multiple teams, with two or more teams, now with the Braves winning after their drought, you know, and winning and everything, uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul metro area has the longest drought of okay. no championships in any of their any of their league, any of their teams. No, that's for sure, and they're not yeah. too close in uh, any particular uh, team right now. I think a lot of people, Chris, think the Twins will be back next year. I think they think this oh, was think just I think yeah. be better. And they do try. See, they're one of the teams that's a small market team that tries. That's why when we get to this story about Nick Kroll, the uh, Reds general manager, saying that uh, they've spent too much money and they got to cut back. And, you know, how come the how come the Royals try? How come the Twins try? How come the Brewers try? You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I understand it's a small market. I get that. But still, you know, it's just uh, ridiculous. Some of these management, the Reds have probably had the most. I, I'm, I'm sure that the Reds have had the most owners of the 16 original teams. That, that team 
machine's been sold a million times. Yes. And, you know, so I, if it doesn't work, you know, either I'm not saying they should move the team, but get somebody in there who's willing to, you know, uh, let it run. Look at look at what if he wanted to, the A's owner who has all that money he could do in Cincinnati. He could just let it run and they could have a great team. Yeah, I, I, I wish Tom Fisher would sell. I really would because uh, I don't think had the A's had a different owner. I don't think Bob Melvin would have left. Uh, if, you, know, you know, what if Procter and Gamble brought bought it? You know, that they is, have all the money I think, in the world. I think Robert, you know? that could be that could be true. But like Chris Russo said, every once in a while, Billy yeah. Bean does decide it's just time to do it. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know. So it, and and everybody, of course, tells us how great Billy Bean is. He's never really won anything. No, oh. he has not. No, he actually hasn't. No. Okay. So anyway, so they traded uh, Tucker Barnhart to the Detroit Tigers. Now there's a team that is trying. See, they're trying yeah. to build it up. You know. And now so they have, and now they have a Gold Glove catcher. Right. That's correct. And they uh, Wade, uh, Wade Miley went on waivers to the Cubs, so he's gone from Thank the Reds. Thank you very as well. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, last year is twelve and seven, three point thirty six. We had him for a year. The, okay. the only bad thing about Wade Miley is in September. He pitches great from <clears throat> April to August, yeah. but he does not pitch great in September. Okay, I suppose, we didn't care that year in September. We were out right, of it, but he, right you know, now, so I, I suppose that he, could, he and he and Kyle Hendricks may have the opposite thing because Kyle. I mean, for years and years, I've said we need to just tell Kyle that April is actually May first. <laughs> he he doesn't. Okay. Pit, we tell him you don't pitch in the month of April because he normally sucks <clears throat> in April. But when he gets to May, he's good the rest of the year. But he so takes Ron, a little time between pitches. He's a pleasure to watch. He, he certainly he is. Yeah. Ron Washington uh, won uh, as third base coach for the Braves this year after losing uh, uh, for Texas as a manager in ten and eleven. And Walt Weiss is uh, the bench coach, and he won his second World Series, won in eighty nine with the with the A's. Right. And uh, Jock Peterson is one of nine players, and I didn't write them all down, but the, to win back-to-back World Series with different teams. He won with the Dodgers last year. Yeah. So that, that's kind of cool. And David did put out a list. He did. You know. But I decided, you know, uh, with the show, I didn't want to, you know, have the show uh, run too long, so and, I didn't okay. do that. And we do have plus. just a little, just a little inf- info on the CBA. And, Dick, I see okay. you. We'll get you right as when we get into the base right through the baseball business here but um the cba of course expires at midnight on december 1st Mm -hmm. uh the players are not going to strike but the owners have said they would likely lock them out i don't know i don't know why you would do that on december 1st because the very next week would be the winter meetings that is when baseball is discussed (laughs) <laughs> that's the best week of the off season for baseball and they're gonna right do that now you depending upon who you hear it sounds like some people are positive some people are negative uh, so just you know whatever what you hear but there's not a lot from what you hear that they really need there's some minor stuff but there's not a lot that they need to, to change this the game is working well right now yeah once they did the uh, business with the with the Funny stuff on the baseballs. I think that really that really changed the whole game. The rest of the yeah. year it was much better. They really. Harry, really I think one. Of, I think one of the things they want to change is uh, like the Chris Bryant situation. They delayed his uh, coming up to the major leagues because of Jim, service and time. Jim Bowden yes. addressed that, but he said so far from what he's heard that hasn't even come up. Okay. Yeah. All right. But okay. here's the thing. Like he said, you have these two sides, the owners and the players, and I mean we know that. 
they're about the stupidest people out there, apparently, the negotiators. <laughs> because yeah. everybody, both sides, want the universal DH. Well, in order for one side to, to give on the universal DH, well, you have to give us this. Both yeah. sides want the expanded playoff. <laughs> well, you have to give us this to get that. Right. It's like, if you agree on it, just do it and be done with it. You're right. Yeah. One other, one other thing, note, kind of historic thing. Joe Buck tied Tim McCarver for the most World Series calls on national. Oh, good. TV. All right. So twenty-four. Yeah. Twenty-four, and they're all uh, consecutive, right? That yeah, uh, most of them because remember the back in the late nineties when NBC oh like ninety seven yeah NBC did it the year oh. the Marlins and the Indians played oh, that's, that's right. right and then yeah. they had ninety seven and ninety nine so I think it started ninety six ninety eight two thousand but from two thousand on they've been consecutive I think ninety five NBC might have done I think ninety eight I think ninety seven was the last one they did I think but I could be wrong but actually, we had all that a few weeks ago because yeah. we were talking about people who had done multiple sports or multiple championships or whatever but anyway and uh and we will do this in a minute i forgot again i got a little disorganized but uh, we've got uh, we're done with baseball we're going to get dick on here but yeah, let's uh, bring dick on do, so dick go yeah, ahead and then we're gonna do hockey but i forgot to do the nba schedule we'll do the nba on hockey schedule together after okay. we do the nhl Okay. Hello, right. boys. Hey, Hello, Dick. hey, Dick. Listen, you know the owners of baseball. With you, that's a, isn't that not surprising? Come on, a week before the, the winter meetings, they're going to yeah. you know, lock them out. I mean, come on, give me a break. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because that's hey, that's, what, that's the only time where we just that's the only time where you really hear a lot of baseball is during that week. Hey, but I'll tell you about the Bulls. The Bulls, they blew out Nets uh, last night. Yeah, they did. And you know, I I, I listened to the first half of the Bears game. I turned it off, turned the Bulls on, and I, and the Bulls were finished. I turned the game back, and I'm like, yeah, we have a game here. Uh, surprise, surprise. I, I, think, I think, Dick, Justin Fields, I'm not going to say, you know, he's the next coming of, of you know, a great quarterback yet, but, yeah. boy, he took he took several steps forward last night. Yeah, that's what everyone's seeing around here. Uh, and, uh, Dick, uh, the Warriors play the Bulls on Friday, so I'll get a chance to see them, so. Yo, good, and uh, they will probably not beat the Warriors. I well, who knows? I didn't. They, they probably the they probably won't, Dick. But we're Bulls fans. Let's hope they do. Here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why is it that some uh, flagships in the NFL will live stream the games and others won't? It, it no. depends. On, it depends on the media company that owns them. I think. Am I right? Not Chris? always. No, because no. some of the some of the ones, uh, Inter, uh, uh, Odyssey, Intercom, whatever, used to be good, real good. Now they're not. Uh, but I think maybe some some com- some will do it with some companies and some not with others. I don't even know. I, yeah. It's yeah. Just, there, there's there's no rhyme or reason. Unfortunately, there's no rhyme or reason for any of it. Out of out of the blue on Sunday night, Tennessee Tennessee had started like they always do streaming. They've always streamed on there, and they were gone after about five minutes. So don't it never happened before that I can remember. So yeah. who knows? Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. That doesn't make Just sense. Start, start searching for network affiliates and forget to turn their yeah. stream off. That, cause yeah, I think and, right one, and there's one that does both the Jets and the Patriots, strangely enough, and it's WHTK in Rochester, and they they stream both of them. So, you know, WHTK, is that what you're saying? Yeah. WHTK. Okay. HTK, Chris, T is in Tom, K is in knowledge. Yeah. I know the, the Patriots live stream on uh, WGCH. You can get that. Okay. All right. There you go. So, yeah. I mean, there's teams around, and, and sometimes the affiliates. I found an affiliate for the Cowboys. I forget what it is, but uh, I found Central one. Central Texas. Is right. device to play ESPN Central Texas or KRZI. If you need oh, there's KWON also. 
stuff. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a few, but uh, yeah, sometimes the affiliates will, will be the ones to look for. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very strange. And uh, Odyssey changed their policy because they used to stream all the time, most of the they teams, did. and now they don't. So I don't know. Okay. Okay, guys. Thanks all right. Take it right. easy. Yep. All right. And, and Joe Buck was, he, he did not start until 98, so it was consist, uh, consecutive from 98 to now. He didn't do okay. the first spot. All right. So, in the NHL, we got standings here. How about the NBA schedule first, Chris? And then we'll, well, well you want to do, you want to, I was thinking yeah. to do both schedules together after okay. I did the okay. hockey schedule. Okay, standings. we can do, okay. Okay. do that. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, the, uh, so in the Atlantic Division, and a lot of this for the Bruins is not having played hardly ever. Yeah. You know, they just aren't playing this year. Atlanta, uh, in the Atlantic Division, Florida with 21, Toronto 15, Tampa Bay 14. We then have Detroit at 14, Red Wings in fourth place. How about that? Buffalo 12. The Bruins are in sixth place with 10. But again, they've only played nine games. Other teams have been 12 and 13. Yeah, Ottawa, and they, they said in the Globe, Chris, their schedule should be picking up. They were criticizing the NHL for giving them such a weird schedule in October and, yeah. you know. Uh, first part it, of November, yeah. Yeah. Ottawa was seven and Montreal was six. I guess Carey Price is uh, back on the team, right? Yeah, and um, and yeah, they need him because uh, I've seen Montreal play twice, and uh, it's Jekyll and Hyde. One day they're good, next day they're bad. So yeah, yeah. Metropolitan Division, Carolina with eighteen. The Rangers, Rangers are good. Seventeen. Washington, yes. sixteen. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, fourteen. <clears throat> Columbus, fourteen. The Islanders at 12, but they've been on the road a lot. I, I think the uh, Islanders will be okay Matter of later. fact, the Islanders are going to be on the road, and I forget how many games they've already played, um, but they're going to be on the road for the first 13 games because they they have to get their new arena ready. That's why it's such a long road trip. Okay. But that's why the Islanders are behind there yeah. because all the games so far have been on the road. Well, it's all, probably almost up because it's probably the next week or so they'll be home. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, most teams have played the Bruins have, with the nine, but most teams have played, you know, 11 or 12 games. Right. So New, Jer- New Jersey 12 and Pittsburgh 11. Now, Pittsburgh was doing wow. well at the beginning, but I guess they've sort of. Uh, fallen off because uh, Crosby's still out, right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. And uh, who's their who's their other big gun that's out? I forget. Um, Malkin. Malkin hasn't Malkin. played yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there you go. In the Central, we have Minnesota at sixteen, St. Louis fifteen, Winnipeg fourteen, Nashville thirteen, Dallas ten. Colorado nine. Now they were supposed to be one of the top teams. They're struggling right now. Uh, they're either struggling or haven't played very many games. I don't know which. I don't either. Chicago has six, and Arizona has three. Yeah, and Arizona finally won a game. Uh, they they were winless for the longest time. And Florida was the last undefeated team to finally get a regulation loss yesterday. So. And in the Pacific, we have Edmonton with 18, Calgary 17, Anaheim 15. Anaheim, much better than last year. Yes. San, Jose, San Jose 13, hanging in. And we Kings still have 13. a COVID outbreak, so we've been doing it a lot with minor leaguers. Okay. Kings with 13, Las Vegas with 12. Again, I don't know whether it's lack of games or just uh, not playing well. Right. Vancouver 11 and Seattle 9, and that's pretty good for the Kraken. They're doing yes. okay. Yep. And, and now I'll give you the hockey and basketball schedules. I should have done that earlier, but hey, you know, okay. so it all comes out the wash. Okay. For the NBA tonight, 7.30, we have Milwaukee at Philadelphia. <clears throat> 9 o'clock. What, what, John? TNT. 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 Says John. TNT yep. 9 o'clock, Atlanta at Utah, and 10, Portland at the Clippers. That's on TNT, TNT. also. Yep. And the NHL, of course, Tuesday, big night, 7 o'clock, Ottawa and the Bruins, they're going to play. Woo. Uh, the Kings and Montreal. 
Florida at New Jersey, Carolina at Tampa Bay, 7.30, we have Edmonton at Detroit, 8 o'clock, St. Louis at Winnipeg, uh, 8.30, Pittsburgh at Chicago, 9, San Jose at Calgary, and 10, we have Anaheim at Vancouver and Seattle at Las Vegas. And we hear that the schedules are on the way. I haven't gotten mine yet, but I know Jerry got his last Jerry week. Jerry got his. And the NBA, and here, we were told Paul was supposed to. And they said yeah. they were going to send them out. So They were supposed you know. to ship yesterday. Right. I, I don't know. Why. Now, you, uh, you work in this industry, Chris. Why such a delay on the schedule? I don't know whether they didn't uh, get it on time or they were waiting for the NHL to tell them, to, you know, the, the library to tell them to get it. I mean, when you, I used to be a person who would bug them and say, hey, it's, uh, you know, the end of July. We do the football schedule because you get them contracts together. And we do the baseball course and then we do the football. And as soon as we do finish the football, at the beginning of August, I'd say, okay, now it's time to get the, you know, got to bug somebody to get the hockey schedule. Nowadays, you go on the websites in basketball. Nowadays, you go on the websites and get them. So it's not like they have to ship you a hard copy thing. So what? whether somebody at Clovernook dropped the ball and they didn't uh, you know, get them or, or whether the library needed to authorize that, yes, you were really going to do them. Because remember, the library did some silly schedules. Like last year, they did an NHL schedule that uh, had like one week worth having you know, before we, the right, right. season ended in a, or the part of the season they did. And so there were some weird things done by, the, by uh, the, the leagues, of course, in the last two years. But the, uh, the library did as well. So I don't really know what happened. But uh, anyway, so it's really hard to say exactly what, who, where the fault lies. But either way, they're later by far than they should be. Mm-hmm. So in, for NHL News and Notes, we had Marion Gabrick retired after 17 years of playing. They played lately with the Kings. And then uh, Jack Eichel was traded from Buffalo to Las Vegas for uh, Peyton uh, Krebs and Alex uh, Tetch. And, touch. Uh, touch. Touch. Okay. And uh, some draft choices. And Eichel will have surgery that he uh, wants uh, for his neck. Now, this was a dispute between his uh, doctors and the Buffalo doctors. He wanted the surgery done a certain way. <clears throat> Buffalo wanted to do it another way. And apparently the teams that were involved with Eichel, uh, Vegas, of course, the Rangers and Carolina, all agreed with Eichel's Calgary, doctors. Calgary. And Calgary, too. Yeah. All uh-huh. agreed with Eichel's doctors. Yes. And matter of fact, uh, the Rangers' doctors said because they were in New York, they were going to report the Sabres doctors to the medical board. So okay. because, because Buffalo, wa- see what Buffalo wanted to do, Chris, is he, the two different kinds of surgeries. Eichel wanted to have the surgery where he could continue playing. Buffalo wanted him to have the surgery where his career would be over and Buffalo could claim his uh, oh. salary for insurance. Okay. So that's what, that's the whole dispute. And oh, so there's, a, there's, there's a whole big thing in New York about uh, maybe the Buffalo doctors being turned over to the medical board for trying to help the owner get out of that contract. Well, this wonderful owner that was coming in to save Buffalo sports teams isn't, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe the hottest thing uh, since sliced uh, bread or whatever you want to say. I mean, exactly. New Era Field, you know, and all this good stuff, you know, yep. all the good feeling there was. Yep. And certainly not helping with the, with the, uh, with the uh, Sabres, that's for sure. No. <clears throat> and now Jack Eichel goes and hangs out with a BU, another BU alum, uh, Dave Gosher. So that's, that's correct. Cool. So uh, yeah. Patrice Bergeron got the four goals on Thursday night against Detroit. And, uh, 
and Brock Nelson also got four goals that night for the Islanders. And that, yes. I don't know, that doesn't happen very often. That No, three goals in a game happens a lot. Four right. goals in a game, that very rarely ever happens. And, of course, I think Wayne, Wayne Gretzky or uh, Mario Lemieux, one of the two, I think they hold the record for, like, five goals in a game. And okay. that's that's not that's very rare. So, you know. Jer- Jeremy Colleton was fired by the White uh, Blackhawks, and Derek yep. King is the new, their new coach. Yeah, and, and he, he's going to be their new coach for the rest of the season. And the Blackhawks, that's why you see them down in the standings. That whole sexual scandal has just... Uh, torn that whole organization apart. So uh, it may not be. Well, to be honest, not, they were. To be honest, they were bad before that came out. Yeah, yeah they were bad. Yeah, but yeah. with the, with the uh, there's a whole lot of drama going around that team. So I, you know, I feel bad for Blackhawks fans. And Ovechkin is moving up the scoring uh, chain there. I guess Robert. He, huh? Yes, he. Uh, yeah, he tied Brett Hall last night. So uh, whenever the Capitals play next, whether it's tomorrow or Thursday, whatever. Uh, he'll pass Hall on his next goal, and then uh, up next, and I forgot he scored this many goals, <laughs> um, Yarmir Yager, 766 goals. I didn't realize he scored that many. So, okay. And then, of course, the, the big two are Gordy, Gordy Howe with 801 and Wayne Gretzky with uh, 894. And, and even Wayne said on TNT, he said, Alex is definitely going to break my record. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's it for hockey, as far as I know. Anything else? No, that's it. I know Rick okay. has nothing to say because the Bruins don't play, so you can't. That's right. <laughs> Actually, what is? I'm I'm just curious. What's the thought right now? Because I haven't really listened to the talk shows. What's the thought on on Swayman and Olmark? Because they both have had games where they got blown out, but they've both played some good games too. Yeah, it's like you say. It's it's hard to say so far, and and you know, like you say, with the schedule, it makes it really weird. Yeah, until you get into some games and see who really stands up with the back to back game. Yeah, I heard oh, you're going that, back that, and forth. You can really tell. Somebody say the Bruins' schedule was like they're uh, they're an ace starting pitch. They play every five days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. That's right. Yep. You know, they're finally playing. They hadn't played since Saturday. Okay. So that's it for hockey. So, uh, Robert, we had a historic thing in uh, boxing with the Super uh, Middleweight. Uh, yes, huh? uh, we certainly did. And it's rather appropriate that this show is number 168 because this involves the Super Middleweight division, which is 168 pounds. Uh, so that's ironic. Canelo Alvarez becomes the very first um, super middleweight champion to hold all of the titles at once. And uh, he, uh, him and Caleb Plant put on a good fight on Saturday night. I gained a lot of respect for Caleb Plant. I've, I've never really thought of, of him as a decent fighter. I, he, uh, he uh, won the title from somebody that he, you know, he should have beat. And then he's had Three very easy title defenses, but he really stepped up and, and did well. Yes, he got knocked out in the eleventh round. It, it ended in a eleventh round TKO, but he really uh, raised his stock in the boxing business, and people think a lot better of him now with his performance on Saturday night. And Canelo has said there's rumors for him going to 175, but he said on Saturday night. There is other deserving fighters that deserve shots at these titles, so he's going to stay at 168. But he said eventually he will move up to light heavyweight because he did hold a title there a couple of years ago. He got offered a big money fight, so he went up there and took it and won. 
So he he is a four division champion. He's won titles at 154, 160, which is middleweight, 168, and he he did hold a light heavyweight title. So he, he said uh, he is going to eventually move up, but he, there he said there are some other deserving fighters at 168. So we'll see what he does. So okay. there you go. All right. And Kyle so Larson won the auto race. Yeah. Kyle Larson uh, won the uh, won the uh, cup, and uh, he won the race itself, and he ended up with his tenth victory. So he, he he was deserving. He dominated the circuit. Yep. And uh, Daniel Hemrick won the uh, Xfinity uh, uh, Cup. That's so that correct. Was it for them, and we have a couple of uh, media outlets going away, don't we, Sean? Yeah, of course. We already knew about NBC Sports Network or NBCSN, but I had thought it was going away December first. Their last day is December thirty first, and that's all. And that's also the same day that ESPN Classic is going away. And ironically, both networks started in nineteen ninety five. NBC Sports Network was the Outdoor Life Network, then they became OLN, then they got Hockey and became Versus, then they became NBCSN, and then of course uh, ESPN Classic was Classic Sports Network, and then ESPN bought them in ninety seven, and they changed them to ESPN Classic, and you know. The NBCSN we already knew about because when NBC was going to try to keep the NHL, they had already decided they were pulling the plug on it and moving. They were going to put the games on USA. But the other live sports that they run, the NASCAR, the second half of the season, and the English Premier League Soccer and the Tour de France, that'll shift over to USA, which USA is in more homes. And USA, frankly, doesn't have a lot of viewers, even though they're in a lot of, they show, you know, it gives them something to put in between SVU and CSI and CIS reruns and whatever else, you know, and WWE and all that. But the, the, uh, the qualifying for NASCAR and all that will go on to Peacock and then some of these others, but then they'll have the races themselves on USA. But then ESPN Classic, of course, the last few years, the last 10 years has been a shell of itself, and then it's been pushed into sports packages or you pay premium. And a lot of what they're doing now with the, some of the old classic games, the college games they put on ESPNU, and they've been putting some other stuff in the summer on ESPN2. And, and a, lot of, a lot of ESPN stuff is eventually going, uh, the classic stuff is eventually, if it's not already, it is. On it's e- on ESPN Plus. Yeah, exactly. It already is. So, yeah. It already so, is. And, but the heyday for ESPN Classic, I think, was the early 2000s, back when Stuart Scott yet beat the Schwab. I mean, that, I love that game show. That was a tough though, when you could get to beat I like Home Run Derby, show. where you could hear the traffic in the background. That's what I liked. <laughs> I thought that was But, really I mean, cool. the beat the Schwab, that was, that was some tough sports trivia. That oh, yeah, that was good stuff. Coming. That was good stuff. Jackie Jensen stuff. against no, Ernie Banks and stuff like that. You know, well, the old, the, real old stuff. Well, you know what? Bill Bill is going to beat us up if I don't say, Sean, turn it over to you to wrap it up. Well, how about about if Sean, wait a minute, Sean had one more thing, and we want to follow up on this, the golf league that he was talking about last week. Okay, yes, this golf league, what it is, it's, Chris was partially right, but not really. Yeah, they're going to have the, uh, what this league, getting it's going to be, they're going to play match play. Like one on one, you'll you'll play one person one day, then you'll play another person the next day, and you'll get points for each victory. And then you know it'll work into the finals of each you know each weekend. The players advance, and then you'll get points for winning each you know for how you do 
each week of these series, and it's going to be like a, I think a 10 or 12 week deal. Uh, it's very similar. The World Golf Championships does the Dell Match Play where they take the top 64 and they bracket them in the team, into brackets like the NCAA, and then they, they have round robin the first three days and the 16 and the quarterfinals on Saturday and then the semi and the finals on Sunday. And it's kind of one of those. It's going to be similar to that, but not quite. And it, you know, they're they got some investors, I think, and they're saying that that's not going. To, they don't want it to take away from the from the from the majors. But anyway, the, by the way, right. so the work them in. Does some of the guys who then maybe would have skipped some of the minor tournaments might go and play in this uh, league? Is what they're yeah, what they're in talking the about. And do some match yeah. play. And okay. another right. story that I saw today that came across: the XFL is going to start playing again in twenty twenty three. Yeah, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. I wish they were coming back this year. It would have been fun. But anyway. <laughs> and by the way, if you uh, missed any of this or you didn't want to sit through the whole two hours or whatever, remember, you can download the podcast, thelegendoldies.com, Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher, uh, Legend Oldies on TuneIn, or Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or Sports Lounge Live Podcast from TuneIn. That's how you play it on your smart device. Or 773-572-3006, option number nine. And remember, Bill and Perry and friends, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. So, And we're done. We're long-winded, and we're out of here. <laughs> Recording stopped.